Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Steps Podcast. Um, today I have uh, Taylor Winter, who, um, man, is on an incredible journey and has done a lot in this incredible journey. And I'm not going to get into the specifics of it because I want her to share that story with all of you. So, Taylor, thank you for for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. For sure. So, you. can you give everyone just a quick, you know, blurb? Or not blurb is the wrong word, but <laughs> a quick kind of intro into into this journey that you started yeah yeah so um I kind of I mean I wouldn't say I was always uh heavier growing up but I think around the third or fourth grade is when I started to realize like oh I'm a little bit different you know I was the tallest kid in my class I was a little bit you know heavier and I was picked on quite a lot like all the way from fourth grade into probably the end of middle school um and then you know, I wasn't raised with all the healthiest habits. I was in between, you know, I was a child of divorce. So I went back and forth from my parents and having, you know, two different lifestyles with parents who didn't parent the same and, and cook the same and give us the same kind of like lifestyle. It was definitely hard for me. So when I ended up living with my mom for a period of time, that's when I noticed that I had the least kind of like positive influence when it came to body image, like health and wellness, you know, activity. And not only was I being like body shamed at school and with, you know, you know, friends and peers, but I was also going home and like getting a certain visual of like from my mother about like what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. And I quickly realized like my body type was not acceptable mm -hmm. in quote unquote um, to everybody else during that time. So I grew up really insecure, really, you know, with, with the low self-worth and just struggling with my weight all the way up until my mid twenties. So by the time I was, I want to say I was 23. I can't do math very well, <laughs> but I want to say it was 23. It was like summer of 2018. And um, I went on a vacation with my sister and my best friend and we went to Great America. Mm -hmm. And literally the first ride we decided to go on, um, we were waiting in line. We got on the ride. Everything was fine. And after a while, we're waiting for the ride to start. And this one of the attendants comes up to me and they look at me and they say, excuse me, but you need to get off the ride because the ride, the, we can't, the ride's not going to start. You need to get off. And I'm looking at her like super confused because in my brain, like I was heavier, but I didn't realize, like, I didn't think that I was like heavy enough to stop a roller coaster ride. Right. But she basically insinuated like the ride will not start because you are too big or too heavy, quote unquote. Uh, so I kind of looked at her with like this disbelief and my best friend and my sister were just like, it was this really like cold silence too amongst everybody that was standing there. There's a whole line of people at Great America, the whole roller coaster ride full of people. And I had to get up and I had to get off and I walked away and I literally just like felt this like major defeat. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I cried and it was like this awakening in me. Like if there's no way that I'm going to continue my life, letting my weight control what I do. Yeah. And so it was like this, this moment for me, like you have control over this. Like I may have had a life of like unhealthy habits and unhealthy examples and all those things, but I was in my mid twenties. Like there was really no excuse for me to not take power over my life. So as soon as that vacation ended, I went home. I got a gym membership to Planet Fitness. I started, like, I cleaned out my entire pantry and my refrigerator. I kind of went zero to 100, essentially, in terms of, like, changing my lifestyle. And, yeah, it was just that wait, awakening for me to be like, okay, no, you're no longer making excuses. Like, this is, you have complete control and power over the situation. Mm -hmm. And now it's time to see what you can do. You know, you've been making excuses for so long. All these reasons why I can't lose weight. Like, I thought about getting the gastric sleeve. I thought about you getting surgery. All of these things. 
But then I sat with myself and I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, have you really ever given yourself one year? Like, have you ever tried for one year to consistently eat healthy, consistently work out, consistently, you know? And it was almost like this holding myself by my own shoulders and shaking myself and being like, what do you want from your life? Do you want to settle for what you have right now? Or do you want to like see what you can do? And um, yeah, I don't even know where that come from because growing up, I wasn't I wasn't really, you know, given that self confidence and self worth to be like, you can do this. You it was always like, you know, you're not gonna amount to anything. Nobody's gonna want you. Are some of the things that I was told. So now growing up with this, you know, self worth that I built for myself, I constantly tell people around me like, you never know that one decision where you just want better for yourself and how that will affect and change your life. So I just stuck to it, and I think it was like 18 months later, like I actually like looked in the mirror and realized oh crap like I did it and it was like I can't believe it I can't believe I did that because at first it was so daunting but you know you just that's the power of really believing in yourself and showing up for yourself I believe yeah I love that yeah so so can you tell everyone how much weight you've lost yes so I started my heaviest was 291 pounds and I'm 5'9 so I'm a little bit taller but 291 pounds and I got all the way down to 165 so that was 120 pounds I believe yeah man yeah that's awesome. And my goal, quote unquote, was to be 145. But once I got to 165, I was like, oh, man, like, you know, this is this is I don't need to kind of go any further. So that's also the power of like when you actually do it, you realize that that number doesn't really like, you know, match up the same way in your brain. You don't account for a lot of like things when you first start your journey, like when, you know, how tall you are, like what that number is going to look like on you. So once I got there, I kind of realized, oh, wow, I don't have a lot of muscle on my body. So once I lost all that weight, then it became a journey of like, okay, now I need to start to build a healthier lifestyle in terms of like lifting weights and eating protein and stuff like that. So not only did I lose 120 pounds, but then it was like, okay, now to continue this lifestyle, what do I have to do and how do I keep myself healthy and strong? So it's been like, yeah, it's a constant journey, but yeah. I hear you. I hear you. You know, um, that's amazing. And, you know, I, I appreciate you, you know, just being able to share and be vulnerable throughout this. Right. right? And I, yeah. And I, I, I wanted to talk to you specifically because this is just one of those things that, you know, it's hard to talk about for some, you know, for some it's easy for some it's not, but, um, I think it's a, it's a story that should be told. right? Right. So I'd like to dive into that, this journey that you went on. Right. Absolutely. Um, so obviously that moment of at great America was obviously tough and I can't imagine it. However, you know, you had that click, you had mm-hmm. that spark, right? Mm-hmm. What what were the doubts that crept in of like, well, hold on, wait, what are you doing? Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At first it was like, can I even do this? Is this even possible? There was no, for me, I never really saw a healthy example of like what major weight loss could look like. Right. You have things like the biggest loser and like Jillian Michaels and it's a competition, like who can lose the most weight in this amount of time. And nine times out of 10, what happens is you see those people regain their weight and they go back to the lifestyle that they had before because it's never really a lifestyle change. It's Mm. a, it's an instant gratification. Let me see how much weight I can lose in four or six weeks. But I knew that I was like, man, this, if it didn't take me one year to, to gain, you know, this much weight over my life, like it's going to take me even longer to lose that weight. I really had to be like, you know, give myself that truth that like, this isn't going to be easy. Like this is going to be hard, but are you willing to accept this hard? Like you, we all get to choose what kind of hard we get in life. What Mm -hmm. are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the hard of 
you know, suffering from diabetes or illness or whatever it is later in life? Or are you going to choose wellness now? And, you know, a workout is 4% of your day. You know, there's a lot of reasons why we can say I don't have time to work out. But for me, it was like, how am I going to make this work? I was also at the same time working two jobs and going to school full time. So it was like, how am I going to make ends me and also prioritize my my weight loss journey when I knew it was going to take like a hundred percent focus I knew that I had a problem with emotional eating I knew that I had no athletic abilities no fitness experience so it was like where do I even start yeah so I basically had to start from you know zero and go on google and google how do you lose weight it was very very like you know very basic at first it was like okay you need to eat only 1200 calories and you need to you know do cardio so I had this bare minimum blueprint of of like okay this is what you need to do to lose weight and once I started to get into it it was not as easy as you know that Google claimed it was gonna be you know <laughs> what I mean like I quickly realized like I got sore super super quick and I was yeah. quickly discouraged by that um, it was really hard to manage it into my time and like it, it was just a complete lifestyle shift that I was not prepared for but I just kept constantly reminding myself of my why why are you doing this mm-hmm. what what are we gonna get out of this what if you continue like I had to really be an advocate for myself and push myself along the way because I didn't have a huge support system. And that's one thing that I wish I did have. And one thing I do recommend, like if somebody was to start a journey like this or set any kind of goal is to really find people around you that support that and are willing to be there for you because it, it's it's a game changer when you have people who like speak life into you and support your goals when you're in an environment where people are not sharing those same values and goals and they're you know questioning oh why are you always going to the gym or why are you doing this or why are you doing that it can be so much more discouraging which is what happened with me so it was really like a me against me situation constantly reminding myself like nope you got to prioritize this you can't go to you know you're not going to go out with your friends you're not going to go do this you're not you it was always making sure that I was at the top of my to-do list and what my purpose was and Yeah. So that's kind of like one of the main things that pushed me in the beginning was to just make sure I kept showing up and reminding myself of all of those reasons why to keep showing up. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. In in the, you know, in the in the journey and this continuous journey, obviously, that Mm -hmm. you're on now. Right. Um, Was there ever like when you hit that weight goal, was it kind of like now what or was it like a relief? And then now what? Because. You know, you hear about athletes who are like, hey, I'm like striving towards this championship, you know, and now I got it. And now it's okay. well, do I want two or three or four or five? Like, did you kind of go through that at all? Yeah, definitely. I think and to I think I get a question a lot, too, is like, how soon did you see it? And I it really took a long time for me to even notice like the scale would go down. Right. It went from 291 to like 275 to 250. And I was like, wow, I'm doing it. But visually, like nothing was happening for me. I wasn't really seeing a huge change. And I was a size 26 in pants. I'm a size like probably 10, 12 now. So to be like to see my pants go from 26 to 24 to 22 to 20, 18, it was crazy. But visually, I didn't see it. And then once I got to 165 and, you know, I was fitting into a size eight and I was like, oh, my gosh, like I actually did it. I kind of looked at myself differently and I was like, well, wait, this isn't what I thought I was going to look like. And it was this awakening for me. Like when you lose 120 pounds, like you're going to have loose skin. You're going to have like, you know, looseness and like softness in areas where you thought you were going to have more like muscle tone and things like that. So once I got to 165 and I realized like, oh, my gosh, I don't have the the composition I thought this was going to bring me. I kind of had like this moment of panic, like 
man, like, did I want to have, would I have rather stayed bigger so I don't have all this loose skin? Because I, ha I have loose skin on my arms and my, my tummy area and my thighs. And it was like, wow, this isn't really what I, I wanted. And I did get really depressed and I got into a plateau because I got to 165 and I wasn't losing any more weight, which is what at the time I was like, I need to lose more weight. That's what's going to help with all of this. And I just got stuck. And so I finally felt so stuck that I reached out to a trainer at Planet Fitness. I just went up to one of the random trainers and I said, do you have any advice on like, how I can build muscle and she said yeah I see you in here every day on that <laughs> stair climber you need to get off of that and go start lifting those weights get under that smith machine start using these machines over here and so she had seen me coming in all the time getting on the stair climber doing the treadmill and she was like here I'm gonna show you and she showed me how to lift some weights and she was like you need to get on a program you need to do this and if it wasn't for her I never would have been inspired to kind of lift heavier so that's when I tried to seek out a workout program found an, an Instagram trainer that I liked and got on a program and over time as I started lifting weights that was when my composition changed mm. but because I was still focused on losing weight losing weight I kept myself in this calorie deficit of only eating like 1400 calories and when you're five nine and you've been working out for that long you like you in order to build you need to eat more food but I was so terrified of getting heavier or quote-unquote bigger that I was yeah. like no I can't increase my food intake I cannot so that was another hard journey was like you go from like the weight loss mindset to now we try, we're trying to grow and build muscle and like replace the loose skin and that 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 um, softness with more muscle tone. And it was like, oh, man, I have to eat food. And then that became a whole different kind of journey because I became so used to restricting myself and only eating ground turkey and rice and chicken and rice and egg whites and whatever. Then I was like, no, you need to be eating like four to five times a day and you need to be eating like 150 grams of protein. And it was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't think I could do <laughs> That's, this. Yeah, daunting. So yeah. it's so daunting to go from like, OK, Okay, now I, I, I need to be quote unquote smaller to, oh, now I need to grow. And it was like this complete like I, it was just constant learning. I've, I've had to accept that like nobody has all the answers, especially individual. Like we're all on these individual paths of health and wellness. And like it, no matter if two people eat the same, work out the same, do the same thing, like we are not going to look the same. And it's very important to find, you know, what works for you and find the healthiest route in, in that in that way possible, because I really feel like if you don't have, you know, the healthiest mindset doing it, like you're not doing it for health reasons, you're doing it for more aesthetic reasons, you can definitely lo lose yourself in this journey a lot. And, and that's a whole nother topic of discussion. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. So, um, I mean, so that, that journey in, in terms of like, okay, yeah, I, I got there and now, and now I have to readjust this journey, right? Yeah. That that I can see how that can just be like daunting. Was that was that ever like a sense of defeat at all? Oh, absolutely. I felt like, oh, my gosh, like I have to keep doing this like this. It's not over. You know, yeah. you almost think that once you hit this goal weight, that life is going to be great and you're going to look a certain way. And instead of and then my dreams were quickly crushed. I was like, oh, I don't look like this, you know, Instagram model. I thought I was going to look like. And that's when I really had to come to a place of self-acceptance and stop comparing myself to people that I thought I wanted to look like and understand like I'm here to represent something different. This is what weight loss looks like on me. This is what this looks like on me. And I'm going to, you know, and I truly believe in body recomposition now that I've done it myself. You know, I, when I first started, I truly had those thoughts of, I'm not going to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. This is too much. This is going to take too long. You know, I'm not taking steroids. I'm not going to look any different. And, you know, now that was what, so 2018, I started losing the weight and probably in like 2019, I was my smallest. And so then since 2019, 2020, I've been trying to grow and, you know, the people 
people around me who are close to me can attest that they've seen me grow based on just how much I've been able to, you know, focus on lifting weights instead of just spending all my time on the cardio machines and actually eating more food instead of restricting myself to 1400 calories, which was, which was a really hard journey. And I think, you know, when you spend so much time thinking I need to be small, you know, I, or I, I need to shrink myself and then you get there and it's not what you thought it's going to be. And you realize you have to grow and, and it just, you almost want to give up. You almost want to say, why am I doing this? Like, what's the point? You know, it's, and, and that's when I had to realize like that it's not about seeking, you know, a weight loss goal or a weight gain goal. It's truly finding like the lifestyle that you enjoy, enjoying what that lifestyle is doing for you, what it's bringing to you. And then just trusting the process and the phases that you go through, because I was in my best shape before I had my car accident last year. I was literally in my prime. I was in the fittest shape I had been in. And then I got in my car accident in, you know, last year. And I mean, I have not been the same since. It has been so hard to get to that level of fitness that I had and be at that, you know, uh, just that that place that I was, you know, even with my uh, body image, you know, I was, in, I was more confident about myself back then. And now it's been this, this struggle of like getting back to where I was. And I've realized like, I'm not going to be back to where I was. That's not, that's not, I can't go back there, but I can go to a new place where I've learned better things and strengthen my bodies and uh, my body in other ways. So it's really like a constant journey. It really, really is. I hear yeah. you. I hear you. So I, I would like to talk about that a little bit as yeah. well, you know, um, and really more around the failures mm -hmm. that you experience. Yeah. So, you know, what has failure taught you on this journey? That it's really, it's never really like failing. It's, I really believe it's all just lessons, like things, mm -hmm. you know, w it, we may fail in our, in our, I, our mind, our image of what we think failure and success looks like. But to me, like, Failure is just all these, always this opportunity to learn something, learn something about yourself, learn something about what you're doing and get better. So any time that I ever like experienced a failure or something like, you know, a loss in some way, like my car yeah. accident or whatever, I took it as this opportunity to to find a way to be better at something else. So mm -hmm. for my car accident, I experienced uh, a spinal injury. I have three herniated discs within my lower spine. And um, my doctor basically was like, no, there's no more barbell squatting. There's no more barbell def deadlifting. Like you can no longer like lift heavy. And I just heard all this, no more, no more, no more. And I immediately thought, oh my God, my life as a trainer is over. Like, what am I going to do? I can't work out. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I was like, no. Absolutely not. If I knew I could lose 120 pounds when all these people, doctors were telling me I should get a gastric sleeve, like so many doctors that I went to told me that I should get a sleeve or do a surgery. I was like, absolutely not. There's no way that, that I'm going to believe what he said. So I took it upon myself to be like, let's practice core. Let's focus on core bracing because everything about your spinal health is all in your core and your brace and your muscle strength. So let me take it back to basics and improve myself through those means and find ways to get better in other ways instead of focusing on barbell squats and barbell deadlift. Okay, if I can't do that right now, I'm going to focus on core. I'm going to learn how to find all the physical therapy movements that I can learn for myself so I can even teach my clients, you know, better. Mm -hmm. So every failure that I've experienced is this opportunity and this door to be like, okay, I'm going to learn something else or I'm going to figure out how to do this. So it's never really failing. It's just this redirection into you know, this is what, this is my new path and I'm going to accept that. And I'm going to just learn from what I thought, you know, I, I needed to win or mm -hmm. succeed at. This is just a redirection into something that's meant for me now. So I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. It, in, in the, in, in the journey of, of, of the, of like you coming back from the accident, do you mind if we talk about that yeah, a little absolutely. bit? You know, so like, you know, 
you get into the accident, you're hearing all this stuff, right? Um, how'd you get back into the gym? How did you dust yourself off? How did that kind of come about? And then I definitely feel like I kind of rushed myself in the beginning. If I could go (laughs) back, I would probably tell myself to have chill, chill out a little bit. Yeah. But I, what was the timeline? I got, so my, my 29th birthday was April 14th and on May 14th, a month later is when I got in my car accident. I was driving to work literally was 715 in the morning. I was turning from a green light. Um, I, the light turned green. I was turning left onto another street and a car ran a red light and hit me full speed. And I remember looking up and looking at the car approaching me and being like, Oh my gosh, like what's going on? Like so (laughs) confused and boom. Um, and I I just kind of once the accident was over and I recovered and I realized like I had this second chance because I totally thought and not in those few seconds that it was over and I've never experienced a feeling like that ever before in my life and I really don't wish that feeling on anybody that feeling of like this is how it goes and this is it and I truly feel like I had like a life flash before my eyes moment where I just kind of realized like oh my god I didn't do everything I wanted to do and I can't tell everybody that I wanted to tell them I love them and it was all these like feelings of like no, I'm not ready yet. And then so when I was in the emergency room, I had such severe burns on my hips and my abdomen from the seatbelt, like kind of saving me from being ejected, but also scissoring me when my car spun. So I had burns that felt like my bones were broken so bad. I I was very convinced that my hips were broken. Um, And when the doctor came in and he put the thumbs up and he said, you're, you don't have any breaks. You're just very severely burned. I was hysterical because I thought, oh my gosh, like I have a second chance. Like I immediately thought that I was going to be able to go back to the gym. Like I was going to be able to keep being a trainer, keep teaching my classes. So it was this huge relief. And then like seconds later, another girl walked in from another car accident that she had just flipped her car and she had a neck brace and she had survived. And it reminded me like you're you know this may have seemed like a loss a failure i lost my car my car was totaled i i had to end up quitting my job that i had at the time as a librarian and i was just there were so many things that i like thought that i was losing but i gained so much through the experience of like relearning my body and like you know having to take a step back and like giving myself a break and then being able to learn new things that i could give my clients and like having this overcoming that I never thought I would ever have to overcome. You know, it was just a lot of things that at first I thought, Oh man, like I lost my best, I I lost my best shape. I lost my best physical health. Like, you know, I have Mm -hmm. severe anxiety now. I, I, all of these things, but there's so much that I've learned through this process and, and I don't, I really don't regret it. And honestly, I quit my full-time job that I had with benefits and everything like that after my car accident to be a trainer full-time and work for Doyen full-time because it was this epiphany of like, I'm no longer going to settle for anything else in my life. You know, is this another awakening for me? Like, okay, you have a choice. Like if tomorrow that were to happen again, what are you deciding for yourself today? Are you going to show up and chase the things that you've been wanting to chase? Are you going to be brave enough to do that? Are you going to keep sitting back and being comfortable with your life and wait for something like that to happen? And so it was like another awakening for me. So I'd never really saw it as something that like really took from me for that long at first, obviously it sent me into a really deep depression about, you know, the egotistical stuff, what I look like, my physical health. But when I realized like I had this second chance and I could still be active and I was still healthy and I had this opportunity to do what I wanted to do on my own terms, no matter what, it was like, boom, game changer. I'm back. I love it. I love it. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, I want to get into Doyen a little bit later, Okay. but I, I want to ask you about, um, about dating Mm -hmm. as you were going through this journey because Mm -hmm. you know for anyone 
that can just be kind of daunting in the sense of like, like you talked about mm-hmm. it, like, dang, like what, you know, who am I and right. what, what am I doing right now? Right. Absolutely. Um, so for you, how did that kind of evolve as you were kind of going through this journey? Like, did you have moments of like, you know, like, I don't want to say that, you know, you were like that you maybe hated yourself, but mm-hmm. that you just didn't feel like you could date or would date or any, did you like, did you have any of these emotional kind of roller coasters? So I feel like, uh, what, I mean, when I was heavier, I, I still had like confidence to myself where I knew I could, you know, I was still dating, but it was definitely a different kind of, there was a different kind of response that I would receive from men in particular before mm-hmm. and after now. Mm. And I definitely think that there, I, I didn't get a, a certain level of respect that I get now. And I don't, oh, I never wow. got a certain level of attention that I oh, get now. Wow, yeah. And I definitely have a huge guard up over myself now when it comes to men, because I feel like, like I said um, earlier today, people look at me now and I say, oh yeah, I used to be, you know, 120 pounds heavier. And they're like, what? Like, no, you? No, absolutely not. So I think there's men that'll meet me and they'll all, they'll think I've always been this trainer. I've always been fit. And then I quickly show them a before picture of me and then they look at me completely different. So it's like this, I, you don't know the shallowness to people until you get to know them. So I have this huge guard up about myself because yeah, you may like this exterior shell of me, but like who I am was the same girl that was, you know, 120 pounds heavier so if you were to meet her would you have shown the same level of respect in a room if if she was there too and so what I've seen with men over the course of my life is like men will look at you know a heavier set woman and treat her with the same with a different amount of respect than he'll treat a woman that's more beautiful quote-unquote or with more amount of thinness quote-unquote which is just you know and because of that because I've had like you know the the experience I had a man come up or I went up to a guy one time and he literally looked me dead in the face and said, I don't date fat girls. And so oh, I've just, it's out, what? right? Like ruthless men are ruthless. They've been disgusting, you know, to me. And, in not only in like, you know, my heavier days, but even in my thinner days, like I've had guys call me fat now. And it's like so funny because, you know, it, it, they, there's men out there that really think that women like move through their life based on like how men validate them. But for me, it's been more about self validation. And like, because I'm so aware, of like the way that men you know or like especially in the dating world treat women based on like what they're and this is not all men obviously but there's a a good percentage of men that are very shallow and like even subconsciously like our society is fat phobic and people will definitely you know treat people with certain levels of respect based on like what they think their outward appearance like is deserving of respect you know what I mean which is so funny which is why celebrities like Tyra Banks did a whole you know um, fat suit experiment and things like that which you know as somebody who had to live almost 24 years of my life as a big girl and now I'm just getting into what the last five years of my life being fit it's a completely like 360 like people even strangers have treated me differently and like I just feel like I speak and people listen to me more than when you know I was heavier but I also think that I stand up stand with a little bit more self-worth and self-confidence too because the person I was was not as confident and not as had did not have as much self-worth back then because I didn't have that kind of support system I didn't have that kind of like you know mindset back then either Mm -hmm. so I think that going to the gym and losing weight like yeah it helped me reach this you know body goal and everything like that ultimately it gave me so much more self-worth and confidence to like speak up for myself and advocate for myself and not take and 
settle for a level of respect that I had been settling for as a big girl. Like I would date guys and they wouldn't tell any of their friends or family about me and keep me a secret. And that was a constant thing that I dealt with. You know, nobody was ever, you know, wanted to be out with me in public. Nobody ever took me out on dates, but now it's like, I, you know, I have to like <laughs> lie and say, I have a boyfriend so that sure. guys won't, you know, will stop pestering me. And like, that's not even to, to say it's a flex. It's almost like, wow, it's so weird how like you just shrink a couple pant sizes and all of a sudden, you know you get this different level of respect and and attention and it's not necessarily the good attention either i've realized there's this privilege that you know girls who you know look like the society standard of beautiful or even women that don't like there's just like a predator out there predatory behavior out there that we always have to worry about and it's become worse for me as you know in this stage of my life than it was back then so it's so weird how you know, back then I was more worried about being rejected and having men treat me, you know, with disrespect or like not call me back, not text me, worry about them criticizing my body. And then, you know, now I'm worrying about, you know, guys who are stalking me on Instagram or guys that are coming up to me in person and like harassing me at the gas station, you know, Um, but I'll never forget during my journey how many times when I've gotten, you know, to levels of intimacy where I had a guy say, oh yeah, you can definitely like lose a little bit more weight or, you know, another what? guy was like, oh, yeah, you definitely could be lifting, you know, a little bit more like just like totally confident comments about what I should do and how my body should look. And so if anything, that has made me completely like push myself away from the dating scene. So I don't really date. I don't go on dates. I sure. don't you know, I don't have a boyfriend. I really kind of stick to myself because I feel like the person that's meant for me will care to know who I am and like know my story and everything like that and treat me with that level of respect regardless of where I'm at. You know, like if I were to get pregnant one day and I gained weight, I don't want a man that just wanted me because I was fit. Like I want a man that wants to be around me because he enjoys being around me. So it's, it's taught me a lot more self-worth than what I want to settle for. And I have a majorly high standard for the type of person that I want in my life. And it has nothing to do with body image or any of those things It goes down to way deeper, you know, uh, sense of self and who people are and the integrity they they live by and the values they hold and basic basically how they treat other people so yeah if anything the biggest thing I've learned from being 291 pounds to 165 and everything in between is that that you that kindness is not always the same in 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 on this journey like it doesn't come from the same you know people doesn't always happen the same but it all starts too with you and I believe that me moving with kindness throughout my entire life and like always just being that has attracted me to the right places and the right people that's why I met Yvette and why I found Doyen because you know I just totally decided to lead with this kindness and like belief that there are people and women out there like me that that are looking for that that share that same story of like feeling alone in that sense like especially with dating with friendships and just on that journey itself so yeah i i gotcha yeah no that's that's great i i, I love everything that you said there thank especially you. just being vulnerable so thank you thank for that you. Yeah, i appreciate no you sharing that um because i do think it, i do think that it's something that you know isn't talked about right you know absolutely and it's also something that you know, you got to be vulnerable for. So again, I really appreciate you you talking. Thank you for letting me talk about that because I just, I really want women to understand that they don't have to settle for, you know, those kinds of things, whether they're heavier, whether they're thinner, like, you know, just, it all starts with you and your self-worth and what you decide to accept for yourself. And if anyone is treating you any different based on what you look like, then that's the immediately like 
bare minimum, gotta gotta kick him out. Gotta send him to it. the streets. You know what I, I love mean? It. So. Yeah. Well, there we go. We, we, we we'll we'll leave it right there. Um, so I I'd, I'd like to talk about um, you know, th- you brought up a term that I, man, it is just hitting me right now, which is fat phobic. Mm-hmm. Expand on that. Fat phobic. So, oh man, it's just there's this underbelly to society where like subconsciously people like. Oh, how do I how do I explain it in the best way? Maybe maybe like for you. So one thing I think that people are a perfect example is like when I'm around my family, it's like, oh, you're sure eating a lot. Like, make sure that, you know, you know, don't get too much oh, little comments that you yeah. make where people are like scared that you're going to gain weight again or scared. that oh, you know. Oh, so we don't even realize that little like daily interactions like are are uh you know different uh characteristics of fat phobia and we we even do it to ourselves sometimes you know it's this fear of us getting weight and what that's going to do and how that's going to result in our acceptance and our validation in society and all that kind of stuff so when i when i see that when i see that around i'm just like oh my gosh people it's just it's just a severe like problem like fat phobia is a severe problem where we don't eat it's so ingrained in our society and like in little things in commercials you know in in when you go to when you go shopping for clothes on social media tiktok like there's just this underbelly of like this is what you need to look like and if you and if you're overweight then you know it's bad and this this is why these things are bad but it's not it's so black and white like that it's like the comments about how much you eat or it's like here's this greens these bloom greens like on tiktok the bloom greens that everybody's like oh this will help with bloat and you know digestion and stuff like that that's all pyramid mlm marketing schemes to get people to worry about being thin and not being fat little tiny like um advertisements and things like that things that they market to us that are like make sure you don't gain weight make sure you stay thin and it's like it's never about health and wellness it's always just about fatness or thinness it's always Mm. just about make sure that you don't gain weight Mm -hmm. is it it's never about how healthy it is to get to that point in time that's why you know thing there's like gyms out there that encourage like 30 day weight loss challenges instead of like you know let's work on building strength for six months and let's work on like getting your diet strength that's why weight watchers exist that's why nutrisystem all of those things atkins all of those it's just it's just epidemic that our country has where they're we're so afraid of being big because of the rejection and basically like uh ostracizing that you get when you are a a bigger person Mm -hmm. a heavier person yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Um, so I'd like to. Sorry, talk I threw a lot at you right no, there. No, it's okay. <laughs> I said so it's many okay. things. That's the point of this. That's the point of this. All I'm like, good. I can ramble and go on and on. So I hope I'm like being clear and concise. No, no, no. It that again, like the you know, the point of this podcast and the point of especially this this story is for you to have your voice and for you to share what you want to share, right? So thank you. I appreciate that. For sure. For sure. Um, so I'd like to talk about Doyen and okay. how you got there, okay. right? Yes. So you start. You said you ta- started at Planet Fitness, and right. you know you were there. And then, you know, w- you know what happened that you were there to getting in with uh, Yvette at Doyen, who you know we've had on on the podcast as well. Yes, I love Yvette so much. So, 
Basically, I decided that I was going to start sharing my story on Instagram because I had been, you know, told quite a few times you should start posting about Mm -hmm. your journey because, you know, people want to see that. And I was so painfully shy and just wanted to stay away from, you know, the public eye and anything like that, because, you know, all my years of bullying, I just I completely thought people were not as accepting and not kind. So. I was like, okay, let me step out of my comfort zone. Let me make an Instagram. Let me show people what I've been doing. So I made an Instagram and I connected with a friend who knew Yvette. And, you know, we've been friends for a long time. And he kind of was like, hey, you know, you've been doing this for a long time. I told him that I was getting depressed because I felt like I was kind of losing my purpose and my passion in life. You know, I had lost all that weight. I was a middle school librarian at the time. You know, and I loved my job working with the kids. I really did. And I was going to school to become an English professor so that I could teach women's studies and critical thinking, which is another aspect of myself. That, that is so dope! That I was going to try and pursue. That is so dope. Oh my, we are so having it's so a part funny. two so it's so just funny. about that. Why I wanted to, why I ended up at Doyen, because I had all these dreams of becoming a, a professor specifically in women's studies. Um, but then he was like, well, why don't you become a trainer? You know, you, you have this story and you're so inspiring and, you know, X, Y, Z. And I immediately was was like, I don't know everything that I need to know to become a trainer. Like that's schooling. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much, there's such a huge amount of work that needs to be done to become a trainer. And I knew that, but he was like, no, go get your certification, become like a certified personal trainer. It's not that hard, you know, X, Y, Z. And it really isn't like, to be honest, anybody could go and get a certification online, but I'm going to tell you right now. That certification, that book is only going to have like 15% of what you need to know, maybe 10% of what you really need to know. The experience is really out there in the gyms, in the fields, working with people, working with different kinds of people. So, you know, I got quietly certified and I was really proud of myself because it was something that I quickly grew passionate about. And I was like, okay, like if I am going to help women, I want to make sure I do this right. And I know how to provide them with the right information. And it also ended up showing me that what I was doing was completely wrong. That what I had done was way too much of a calorie deficit, way too quick of a weight loss, like in terms of like too much cardio, I didn't wait, lift enough weights in the beginning. So not only did I teach you know myself to help others but I taught myself so much more about my own journey that I was like okay wait here we go these are the real tools and this is what you and this is what they've been almost gatekeeping off of social media that people need to know so once I got certified I kind of kept it a secret because I I was a little insecure and I kind of told myself well who's going to want to train with me I have loose skin I've only been doing this for a while like who's going to really want to work with me and I kind of spoke a lot of doubt into myself but um, Yvette had done a pop-up at this event, and I was like, okay, maybe I should go. I love Doyen Activewear. This is when she had the Activewear line, and I was like, maybe I should go and, and meet her. I'm not a fit girl, but, you know, maybe I can, like, go. I don't know if this is a space that I'm, I would be accepted in. I really kind of, like, almost talked myself out of going, but I remember sitting in my car outside of the building and being like, just go in there. You've been doing this long enough. Like, you deserve to show up in all of these spaces. So I showed up. And I met Yvette and I instantly fell like in love with her because she was just the most beautiful person. She was so kind. She and we ended up having this weird connection where she ended up giving like me a free T-shirt and some leggings and all that stuff. And after that interaction, she asked me to come to a photo shoot at Doyen. And this was in the middle of the pandemic. And I went. I took that opportunity because I was like, 
First of all, I don't know why she wants me for a photo shoot, but if this girl wants me to go, I'm going to go. So I, I went, I showed up. All of these moments of really stepping out of my comfort zone. And that's why she doesn't like to let me give her credit because she always tells me, you chose to do that, though. You chose to come and you chose to show up at those opportunities. Like, I just gave them to you, but you took those. And that's a, you know, a big step. And it really was because being somebody that never really thought I was going to amount to anything, I was going to settle for being a librarian and settle for being a teacher, which isn't settling. It's just something that, you know, I didn't really think outside of that for myself mm-hmm. and once I saw this opportunity I was like wait like this person sees you know potential in me why not jump on it and then after that she found out I was certified and she immediately said I want you to be the first trainer at my gym I'm gonna open a gym I want you to be the first trainer I want to help you build your clientele I want to help you build your experience let me teach you let me help you grow and I, it was the first time in my life that I had felt really like another woman outside of my family really speak life and love into me and believe in me without the expectation of like me giving her anything or any kind of competition. She's the least greediest person I've ever met in my life. She's so self selfless. She just has so much love in her heart and wants everybody to succeed and win. And if it wasn't for her, like I probably would not be here, but honestly like that meeting her changed my life and so now getting to do what I'm doing now I wake up and I'm like is this is really what I'm doing like this is how this is I get to work in a gym like I get to teach girls this like this healthy lifestyle I get to hype these women up like it's honestly like I feel like I live my dream job all, all the time like yeah. really truly I love that yeah I love that and and so you know what what was it that you know you you were like okay I'm going all in like I'm, I'm, I'm done with those full-time jobs. She talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I quit my full-time job. Yeah. I quit my benefits job yeah. and I'm pursuing this venture and you know, you, you manage the gym now, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like I assume the accident played a part in that, it did. but you know, that's also a huge kind of leap of faith for yourself. It is. It is absolutely. It really was. And I'm thankful to have like a really good support system and my family that supported that decision. Um, before my car accident, I was working seven thirty to three thirty every day. And then I would, I would wake up at like 4am, go to the gym and work out from five to six, go to work, then come out, leave work, go home, eat real quick and go home and teach evening clients and then have glute camp. And it was like, I was pushing like 12 hour days, like all the time, but I was, I was so happy with my life at that time. Like I was just, you know, okay with being as active as I was and, and being at the gym all the time and making the amount of money I was making. But once my car accident hit, I I realized like I was just so tired of of not going like you said all in and I just really wanted to see what I could do if I focused 100 percent on you know my dream which was my dream ever since like being a child was to just help people in some way shape or form and I've always felt this crazy passion for helping women and like standing up for women and like advocating for women's health and because I just didn't see a lot of that growing up and my own mother struggled a lot with her body image issues and health and she still does and I just feel like she didn't have those resources and she didn't see those type of examples and I would love to be an example for other younger girls like myself back then who didn't see themselves represented you know in the fitness community or didn't have those accessible resources to like health and wellness and nutrition information and things like that there are many children children and and kids at home that like live in households that do not care about health and wellness that don't prioritize you know those those healthy habits or even healthy lifestyles mental or physical emotional Mm -hmm. any of that that's what the lifestyle I came from so it was a lot of like unlearning a lot of bad habits and behaviors and when I got my car accident I was like you know what I'm I'm done settling for anything else in my life like if tomorrow like I said if tomorrow this was going to happen again I'm going to make sure that everything I do is 
is what I decide. And I decide to work in this place that I believe in. I knew Doyenne was going to be successful. I knew that she, I know that she has this amazing concept that's just reaching so many women the women I work with all the time that come to our classes like the way they have evolved physically emotionally mentally the way they've built their confidence like it has shown me the power of what women can do together and when we like work together and support one another and I just didn't want to spend any more time working for anybody else or answering to anybody else but myself and I wanted to no matter how much money it was going to make me no matter if I had health insurance or not at the time no matter and it really has been a struggle like I went from making a really good comfy check from you know personal training and my full-time job to right. now just relying on personal training in the gym which has been huge sacrifice but that's what a lot of things take that's what weight loss took that's what like life takes if you really really want something it takes sacrifice and that's where I think a lot of people don't succeed in either of these journeys people don't succeed in weight loss because they're not willing to sacrifice and 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 they want that instant gratification same thing with owning your own business and like kind of like jumping all into something where you're pursuing your own business you have to be willing to sacrifice so much to know that in a year from now two years from now three years from now it's going to happen and you have to believe it's going to happen and you have to show up with that same mindset every single day. And that's, that's just, I feel like what I've always tried to do is like believe in it so hard that it happens. And so far, so, so good. Good. You know what I mean? (laughs) So far, so good. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, excuse me. So, you know, you, you, you take this plunge and you take this leap of faith and, um, you know, what was the what was the kind of early learnings for you in in doing this right like because you you and I talked about this before we started the podcast of like just the amount of failures that you can experience right mm-hmm. and the setbacks that you can experience mm-hmm. what do you mind kind of talking about any of the setbacks that you had in in getting from like okay I am all in mm-hmm. and what kind of those early maybe struggles that oh you've yeah so like I went from having like 30 clients before my car accident to (coughs) dropping down to like 10. So not only did I quit my job, but then I, I lost a substantial amount of my clientele. And it was this moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, like, can I really do this? Like, can I make this happen? Um, so I, uh, the failures at first were definitely probably quitting too soon. I look back and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have done it so fast because the first couple months I struggled financially. I'm not even going to lie. Like it's a financial struggle being, you know, going from that, that those, you know, that amount of being paid or that paycheck amount to then only relying on a certain amount from your clientele and then your clientele dropping that amount. It was absolutely insane. Um, and so I really struggled financially in the beginning. I really struggled with my confidence because I lost, you know, my, basically my physical health. I, the car accident messed up my back so bad that my entire (laughs) left side was a lot weaker and wasn't functioning the same way. Um, and so I basically had to stop training for a while. Yeah. Uh I still experienced some difficulties on my left side. Um, because of that, I ended up needing to get a steroid injection as well in my, an epidural steroid injection to kind of help with the pain and sciatica that I was experiencing. Um, and I feel like my mental health struggled a lot too, just because, you know, even though you have this dream of like, you know, okay, I'm going all in it. You, you have a lot of moments of self doubt that you're constantly having to fight through and moments of like, yeah, where I was financially struggling and I'm like, 
can I get through this? Am I going to have to get a second job? Am I going to have to, you know, like there are moments where I really thought I was going to have to go back to work. And then I thought, no, like you just keep pushing through. You just find a way where there's a will, there's a way. And so I always just, wherever I felt like I was failing or losing, I would find whatever means of advertisement I needed to do, whatever connections I needed to make, whoever I needed to reach out to, whatever posts I needed to make on social media to keep making ends meet and like keep gaining clients, keep sharing my story. And, and that's kind of how I would work my way through those. Um, another thing too, is like, I, I know I, I definitely, I wouldn't necessarily say failed, but there was a lot of experience that I still needed to build in those in even after my car accident. So it was nice to like be able to sit back and like learn from a physical therapist that I was able to work with a little bit and like follow his programming and get some information from him. And then I spent a lot of time on my own, like reading journals and studying things online about physical therapy and like actually kind of looking back into maybe going to school you know, and seeking other education and like, you know, uh, physical health, because there's just so much more information that I didn't realize that I didn't have under my belt before my car accident. So, you know, I definitely felt like it wasn't a, f- I, w- I don't feel like I failed in knowing, not knowing all that information, but I definitely feel like, okay, this was an opportunity for me to get better and learn more. So those failures that I had, you know, like the financial struggles, I was able to overcome those by just finding every single way and means to make that income happen. Any means of advertisement, like I said, and then when I was struggling mentally, I would just try and show up as much as I could and try and realize that every, all those struggles was just those opportunities for me to recollect myself and say, okay, what can you be learning from this moment? Where can you seek that information and how is this going to make you better? So I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'd like to talk about you, you know, starting your Instagram and Mm -hmm. sharing your story. Yes. So, <clears throat> you talked about how you know you were reluctant to do it actually mm-hmm. right yeah um what have you what have been like the positives and negatives in in doing that oh wow well the positive is definitely where I'm at now like I never thought sharing my journey would ever end up in me becoming a trainer and me becoming you know having you know a social media following being a part of a women's gym you know, all of these things that were never on my radar as a person in general. Like if you would have gone back to 2018 and told her, hey, you're going to be a personal trainer and you're going to run glute <laughs> classes and stuff, she would look at you like you were insane, like absolutely insane. There's no way that girl would have thought that this was going to happen. Um, so, wait, sorry, what was the question again? So what was the, you know, what, what were the positives and negatives positives of you negatives. sharing, you're starting your IG and you know sharing your story so obviously where i'm at now um but the negatives too was that vulnerability like it is so scary to be vulnerable and i think as somebody who really struggled you know with dating and and you know relationships and not feeling like i was worthy enough or that you know i would ever find acceptance or love i think it was this level of like I'm afraid to share my story because what if I'm further not accepted? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I kind of, when I had lost all my weight, yeah, I was comfortable showing the weight loss after post weight loss. But right. then all of a sudden it became this like shame I had over my big, my be, being bigger and heavier and being like, I wanted to still hide her away and not yeah. share that part of myself because I didn't want people to see it and be like, Oh, like, I don't, well, I don't want that because you know, she, and I didn't even realize I was doing that to myself until I made that Instagram 
and I and I realized like it was time to start sharing those things and even to this day I have a really hard time showing my loose skin at the gym like I'll take off my shirt and like you know flex in the sports bra and the girls will be like Taylor oh my gosh like why don't you take your shirt off more and it's like because to me I just still have these aspects of myself that I struggle with and like that I try very much not to shame myself for but we all have our insecurities and it's this part of myself that I realize always just tries to keep hidden so I had to really work through my adulthood on like not allowing myself to hide myself and shrink myself and Instagram has been a really powerful tool for that because you know through me being vulnerable and sharing my story I feel like I've seen so many other representations now and it's way more common and mainstream to see girls share that transparency of like not only like their story from being heavier to to losing weight or whatever but then also the things that come with it loose skin Mm -hmm. and like all of that stuff like there's so much representation of that now and like it may you know I love seeing that representation but I won't lie that it's still hard for me to to do that and I think it does come down to the type of support system you have around you growing up too I've asked other you know girls who've gone through my experience or like girls who are you know really confident in sharing their story and I asked them like you know what was your life growing up like how did how did your family speak to you and like how did what was your life growing up and it was like oh yeah my mom you know she said she was kind to me she told me this you know she told me that I was beautiful she told me and I'm like oh that's where it's at like Mm. I didn't grow up with you know um uh my mom you know bless her heart was not the most you know emotionally positive and uplifting person it was a lot of body shaming me as early as fourth grade and 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 I felt really bad about my body my whole growing up so my weight loss was something yeah that I felt super powerful about but then all of a sudden I realized like I was I felt like I needed to hide that part of myself like no I only want to identify as the big girl so making that Instagram was a huge breakthrough for me because it became this point of self-acceptance like I'm going to accept all aspects of myself the big girl that deserves to be represented and seen and deserves her credit because she freaking did that and the girl in between that is a little bit nervous about sharing and then the girl after that like has a story and like I think people now even like still look at you know my story and and they you know they look at me and they're some people you know I've had some people not be as positive and like you know people still kind of like show me you know negativity or like body shame me in whatever way shape or form and that's people's own problem and their own you know that's just comes with sharing things on the internet you know you see negativity you experience negativity but at the same time like that's all coming from where those people see themselves and where they're at and what I've learned is like the more you embrace who you are and be proud of who you are and like share that like it really translates to other people and like it's it's just it's gonna it really does so much more for you when you just like let go of the validation you need and the opinions of others and share that and like whether people accept it or not that's really none of your business it's for you and how you feel and so I'm very grateful that I I stepped out of that because I think that if I would have kept myself hidden and I would have shrunk myself I would have really reduced my opportunities in life and the amount of you know connections I've made and the people that I've influenced and have also influenced me because like yeah I may be an inspiration to some people but I see so much inspiration all around me every day from the women that show up to our gym to like you know the people in my personal life and it's just I think we're all living the same human experience and we forget that whether we're weight loss weight gain or whether we're not doing any of those things we're just trying to seek an overall goal like it's sometimes it's not always about this kind of stuff sometimes we're all just in these moments of like I'm trying to overcome or I'm trying to get through and we're all struggling and we're all feeling those things so you know I'm just I'm glad that you know by doing that I've been able to to really find this 
just complete like acceptance for myself at this point and like you know be more open to being as vulnerable as possible and whoever that can connect to or resonate with like that's that's my goal I want people to be able to see that you know we all have moments of weakness we all struggle we all have like our journeys but you should never hide that or be ashamed of that or you know allow that to reduce you to you know this quiet self like really take up space and live loudly and like be proud of your your journey and your progress because it's very much worthy of its credit and you deserve your flowers always so I love it yeah I love it do do you feel like you and this goes kind of maybe goes back to you you know you've always wanted to help others but do you feel like you maybe had a sense of responsibility to share your story Maybe it's not, it doesn't need to set necessarily have to be on IG or anything or even through this podcast, but did you ever feel like you had a sense of responsibility to share it? I think that's a great question. Yeah, I think so, because I think what really drove me to share it was because I really didn't see it anywhere. And I just thought, mm. and and for a very long time, you know, when I had lost my weight, I was like, man, I don't look like these girls. I don't look like these fit toned girls that lost all this weight because there are some girls that I had compared myself on social media. And when they lost their weight, they were all fit and toned. Da, 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 da. This is before, you know, steroids and, you know, people were talking about creatine and all those kinds of things. Like this was like when it was natural weight loss or like people weren't talking about getting gastric sleeves or people weren't talking about the things they were doing. So I felt this definite responsibility to to share and represent something that I felt really needed to be represented, which even though it made me so uncomfortable and scared and I wanted to hide her, I knew that I had to do it. And because I'm somebody that was like, you know, I wanted to be a women's studies teacher, I knew the power in women standing up and doing things that were uncomfortable and out of the norm and like yes. representing and advocating yes. for something, you know? And I don't know if it's something in me that just wanted to help people or wanted to like lead in that sense, but you know, women's women's rights and, and voice and advocacy really matters a lot to me. And I just, I knew I wanted to see more of that. And so I kind of just pushed myself out of my comfort zone and said, just do it, you know? Yeah. And that's definitely one of the things that drove me was that responsibility to like represent women that needed to be represented. And I, and I can't believe that that, it's actually like happened the way it's happened. Like I hear girls tell me all the time, you know, I resonate with like your body type or I'm so, you know, you've made me feel more confident about myself. And like, that is the biggest compliment ever is to know that these girls love themselves. Not that they're comparing themselves to me or not that they're saying, Oh, you're my body goals that they're looking at themselves and saying, I love myself now because of the way that you have shown up for yourself. Like that is probably one of the most rewarding things to hear from people is that they find the self-worth after, you know, seeing a representation of themselves that they needed to see. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, you, you hit on, you've hit on this as we've talked and, you know, how have you had to discipline yourself in comparing yourself to others? Oh my gosh. That's a daily practice. Like, <laughs> I hear you. It's a daily I practice. You. I, I think you. even too, like comparing myself to my best self. I do that a lot. Oh, I'll look yeah. at pictures of myself before my car accident and be like, Oh, I miss when I was this quote unquote thin, or I miss when I was this fit or I miss when I was this strong. Yeah. And it's just, I have to remind myself all the time that like, you know, we're, we are all beautiful in our own 
way. Like every single one of us has a version that needs to be represented. Like there no two of us are exactly the same and there's no power in comparing yourself to anyone. Like there's not one single moment in my life where I compared myself to a woman that I saw on Instagram or in person and thought, Oh my God, I want to look like her. And that helped me like, you know, love myself more. I feel like if it, it, it has, it really comes down to like, if you look at somebody and you're like idolizing a way that they look or idolizing something that they have, whatever, that's an opportunity for you to look at yourself and be like, okay, I want to learn how I can put myself in that place where I feel or look that way. You know what I mean? But yeah. not in the sense of like, I want to look like her. How do I look like my best self? How do I look at myself the way I'm looking at her? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, and it takes a level of self-awareness, I think, too, to recognize when you're comparing yourself and then being and then being able to pull yourself back from that and being like, OK, but and redirect the thoughts. Oh, and nice. I and this is who I am, but this is who I am. And I'm great. And like, you know, I, I do have, you know, girls who message me and be like, oh, I wish I had a butt like yours or whatever kind of like random compliment they say. And I'm like no, you need to love yourself. You need to look at you and think like you are beautiful and you're great. That comparison is not going to do anything from you, but give this sense and feeling of lack in you that you're constantly going to feel like you don't have enough or you're not enough. And that is so powerless and so helpless feeling. And so it's, I all, it's always like kind of like switching your brain. Nope. Even if you're looking at somebody and like you're even idolizing their lifestyle, the way that they live, the way they travel, the way they spend their money, you got to look at yourself and be like, nope that's that this is where I'm at and if I want those things I can get them if I want to like quote unquote look like her I'm going to figure out how to make myself look like my best it always has to come down to you you have to put yourself first and prioritize yourself and idolize yourself put yourself on that pedestal give yourself that credit and that is probably the hardest thing to do and where we most lack as human beings is putting ourselves above anything and idolizing ourselves and giving ourselves praise the way that we look at everybody else because truly at the end of the day that girl probably has had work done or is, has a filter or probably doesn't feel her best or those Instagram pictures she's taking she's probably posed and sucking it in same thing with the guy that's flexing his money on Instagram the guy that's showing off all his dollar bills driving around in his car like he probably like how did he get that money or what is his life like or you know is his mental health okay like there's so many things about like behind the scenes of what we compare ourselves to that are not like anything like what we're looking at yeah. so I think it's just it's constantly reminding yourself like who you are and giving yourself that credit and putting yourself on the same pedestal you try to put other people on and realizing that comparison is going to do nothing for you except take away your power and your focus on who should be the most important, which is you. So that's the way that. that I see it. I love that. Um, you know, you, you talked about the, the journey of, you know, you starting and you, you know, you having to fit, this workout and lifestyle into your previous lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, I think that's very powerful. I think that's that's something that is very hard to do because, you know, you often hear how, you know, you'll make time for the things that are important to mm -hmm. you, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm curious to know, like, how did that come about? How did it come about where you were like, okay, you know what? My only time is 5 a.m., so I'm getting up at 5 a.m., right yeah how did it how how did you prioritize it and then what were those kind of bumps and bruises that you took in in prioritizing it this into this very busy schedule you already had yeah oh my gosh yeah i it, i 
kind of set myself like an outline, like a game plan. Okay, like this is what you want. This is the times you go to school. These are the times you have to do your homework. This is the time you have to go to work and then you have to eat. And so once I laid it out in front of me and realized how many days out of the week I had to work with, how much time it was going to take, how much time I had to, you know, work with during those parts of the days when I could get to the gym, driving, all that stuff. Once I had like a visual, it was like, okay, constant talking myself into things. At first it was really hard. I remember like my first week at the gym, I did one day and then the next day or the day after I was so sore that I probably couldn't go for another week because you go so hard in the beginning. You try to go so quickly, so hard. You don't know anything about stretching. You don't know anything about mobility work. You don't know. You just kind of go straight to those treadmills, run, lift some weights, not knowing how to perform any movement correctly and, you know, tear all your stuff up. So, um, it after but after like creating a rhythm right like when I first started it was so hard to even just walk on the treadmill so my first goal began was my first goal was to beat my mile time that I had in middle school so like in middle school I love it I, had I love ran it. a mile at like 1840 or whatever that's what I that's my that was mine yeah exactly. oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like okay so my first goal in the gym is gonna be to beat that mile time so I would literally just like walk and run and do incline and jog and then over time after I just kept running and running running my my fastest mile time on that treadmill once I lost weight was seven minutes and 30 seconds Holla at me. <laughs> yeah so I was like Congrats. I'll never forget that day too when I stopped myself on the treadmill and I almost cried because I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. Like I can't I can't believe I hit 730. Like it was just this really, really great goal for me to like look back at my middle school self and be like, I knew you could do that. You know what I mean? So it was Heck a huge yeah. win. And I think Heck those yeah. little wins is just what kept pushing me. Like, okay, you could do this now, you know, and then during the point in my weight loss journey, I moved from one apartment to a different apartment and I got a different job and that required me to only be able to go to the gym at 5 a.m. So I would literally wake up at 3.30, 4, get ready, have all my stuff ready for the day and go to the gym. And man, I'll tell you, I would go to the gym and I'd be in tears driving up to Planet Fitness. I would have tears coming down my face being like, oh my God, I don't want to fucking be here. Like it was just so bad. And I maybe that was unhealthy, maybe not, but I, I knew what I needed to do. So I would sit in my car cried out yeah. put my headphones on and I'd go and get it done and I I don't regret showing up on those days at all because those moments really taught me about my self-discipline and add that if I really wanted something I Heck was yeah. gonna make myself do it and Heck and yeah. I never thought I was capable of things like that I truly didn't like I never gave myself even that credit to think I was good enough to or capable enough to do anything like that so yeah over the course of that over that just that self-discipline like it becomes ingrained in you. And now it's like, I know like there's no excuses. Like I'll wake up some days and be like, man, I do not want to work out. But it's like, you're saying that as you're getting your gym bag together, as you're shaking up your pre-workout, you're like, I don't want to go, but you're putting it over your shoulder and you're getting in the car. Like it's just a different kind of mentality. Like you just, it's now a part of me. So no matter what changes in my life, I will always like go to the gym. I'll always make sure I prioritize my health. I'll take my vitamins. I'll eat my, my meal prep. Like there's just things about me that, Old, my old self would have never prioritized, but now I've seen so much, you know, worth and value and how it's made me feel as a person to prioritize myself. Like back then I was eating whatever I wanted and doing whatever I wanted, hanging out with whoever I wanted, like living life in this really like 
inconsiderate way for myself. And now I'm so considerate of like, how's my mental health doing? How do I feel? How does my life look? Where's my finances at? Or am I feeling like supported, seen in my relationships? Like this level of like putting yourself where you need to be because you cannot pour from an empty cup. And I know that's easier said than done because I'm not a mom. I don't have a marriage. Like I know I come from this privilege of being a young, you know, 29 year old single woman, but it's definitely like something that I tell my clients at the end of the day too. Like you're not just a parent, you're not just a partner and you're not just, you know, those things you don't just have those roles you're an individual and you still deserve to be at put at the top of that list in whatever way shape or form because that's what's going to deliver you the best quality of your life and at the end of the day that's what matters is the quality of your life the happiness of your life and the peace of your life in my opinion so i love that yeah i love that i love that um so wrap wrapping up here um just just a few more questions for Mm -hmm. you um what was the biggest obstacle you faced in this journey? I think the biggest obstacle still to this day is just allowing myself to be seen. Like, Mm. I feel like there's this still level of myself that kind of holds back, um, that kind of keeps myself quiet. Like this opportunity to be able to talk on your podcast is, is actually, it's, it's a good moment for me because I tend to kind of you know, I have, feel like I have a lot to say, but I almost like shrink myself still. And I am afraid to put myself out there. I think because of my experience of being, you know, scrutinized and, you know, my past experience in life, I have this inner trauma that comes out where I'm like, mm, you don't, you know, don't, you don't, nobody wants to hear that or nobody, you know what I mean? And I have to constantly For remind sure. myself that people do want to hear that. You have a story, you have things to say, you have, you know, be proud of your journey. Like, and I feel like too, on, on the other hand of that, like, I feel like, you know, 2018 is when I first started my journey and, you know, we're going into 2023. I've only been in this for five years. I still feel like this is very new to me sometimes. And I still feel like my head's kind of spinning around like, oh my gosh, I lost all this weight. Now I'm a trainer and I'm doing all these things. And it's, but it's a great, it's a great feeling. And, and it just, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) Um, What what was the question again? I'm so sorry. Uh, What was, what's been your biggest obstacle? Oh, so, so yeah. So the, giving myself that 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 um permission is the Mm. word i'm looking for that permission to be like hey like post that say that share those things like it's not it's not cringy it's not you don't have to be ashamed you don't need to be shy like and who cares you know i can sit here all day and be like don't care what people think you don't don't worry about being validated by other people it's all about you but at the end of the day we all have this level of like i want to be accepted i want somebody to validate me i want to you know be cared for like all those things so i've had to give myself that and realize like hey you have the permission to be you and live fearlessly stop being afraid of what people are going to say how they're going to treat you like what this is going to result in and start living life you know for you and share it all and be vulnerable be that representation because women didn't become what they've become in life by being quiet you know what I mean we've gotten our rights because women spoke up for themselves we've so many things in history have changed because people spoke up for themselves stood up for themselves stepped out of those zones of comfort and like you know I think that we have two choices in life we can sit back and settle for what we're given or we can stand up and we can choose what we want and how we're going to live our life and I always tell myself are you going to choose to hide yourself and live this mediocre quiet life or are you going to choose to stand up for yourself and speak up and live loudly and and yeah and be here be you so yeah that's my biggest piece of advice is to be you show up show up always always show up no matter what because you just never know when that's going to change your life you never know what you're going to show up to that's going to be 
the breaking point to change your life. I hear you. Yeah. I like that. Um, you know, looking back, is is there or, you know, what is, I guess, um, what is something that you wish you knew then that you know now? Oh, wow. That's a big question. What do I wish I knew now, then that I know now? That it's that it's okay to mess up and not be perfect. Like it's okay oh, to not yes. be perfect. I think I I hold myself to this crazy standard of having to be perfect or like needing to show up perfectly or, you know. And and I would love to go back and tell myself like, this doesn't have to be perfect. Like mm-hmm. you can do this, do your own your own process. Like it doesn't have to be what everybody else is doing. You don't have to do all these, follow all these rules and standards that you think you need to follow. Like do it, do it for you. Because I think in the beginning I thought that this is how I need to do this and this is how I need to do that. And I wish I would have given myself permission to be more of me in that process and stop feeling like I needed to live up to standards that, that I didn't like being thin or like, you know, seeking a certain level of thinness that wasn't me. Like, you know what I mean? Wanting to be 145, all of those things. Like, it's okay not to be perfect. You don't need to seek this perfection. Keep doing it for you and trust your process and don't compare yourself. Like I wish I could go back and tell her all of those things because the girl I used to be was so hard on herself and made her feel like she needed to, you know, I'm not worthy enough until I hit 165 or I'm not worthy enough until I hit 150. I'm not worthy enough until I lose all this weight. I'm not worthy enough until I get here, until I get here, until I get here. And I still do that to myself. I still tell myself like, no, don't do that yet until you do this or you don't share that until it's done. And it's like, no, like, why am I limiting myself? Why am I muting myself? Why am I holding myself back? Live, live, do it, share it, be all of it. And don't be afraid to mess up and look imperfect because nobody's perfect. We're all human. It's all, you know, a filter that we're seeing over all of this stuff we see on social media and everything like that. And I think it's super important to just be that real human representation that, you know, we're all just out here doing it we don't know we're not perfect we don't all nobody has the answers to anything and like it should really be just trusting your own process and your own journey and that's it yeah i love that yeah um last question for you Mm -hmm. is you know in this in this journey you know how have you defined success and how has that evolved from where you started to where you are now oh wow Say if, what was the question more time? How do I define success? So how 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 have you defined success mm-hmm. in this journey, and how has that changed from where you started to where you are now? Oh wow! So my definition of success before would have definitely been like losing hundred and whatever pounds right. and getting small and being in my best shape and having my great job with my comfy check and living comfortably. Right? That was like you know my success idea of success. Now my ideas of success is like being the happiest with myself and my choices and where my life is going. And I really feel like like that all the choices I'm making are for me and going in that direction. So like success right now to me would be, you know, continuing to continue with Doyen and, and make Doyen grow and succeed with my clients and build more clientele, but also like come to this level of complete self-worth and self-acceptance and like, you know, be able to chase other dreams that I have outside of that, which I mean, I have so many dreams and plans for myself. And my high school teacher always used to tell me, you don't ever have to just be one thing in your life. You don't ever have to just be a teacher. You don't ever have to just be this. You can be so many things. So success now is to me is like, there's so many different 
versions of success, but I think it's limitless. Like there's success is limitless at this point. Success to me would be, I am at this complete, like happiest place with myself or where I'm going in my life. And it doesn't look like, it doesn't have to look like this, you know, I live in a home with a husband and kids and like my bank account looks great. Like to me, that's not what success is. Like to me, success is this complete, just like wholehearted happiness with where you are in your life and the direction that it's going and where it's going to lead to. And that's, that's kind of, I feel very successful right now, even though I'm not in the final place of what my success looks like. I feel like I'm in a different place where now I'm like success is way out, way more outside of ourselves and what we look like, you know, what's in our pocket, what's, you know, physically in front of us. It's this, it's a sense of being, you know, I am successful because I am at this level of, I've done what I needed to do to show up for myself and I'm continuing to do that. And I'm so happy with that. And that's, you know, yeah, that's kind of an overcomplicated answer, but all good. All good. No, that's great. Hey, thanks for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you. Thank Thank you you so much. much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate that. Thank you. For sure.